Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello there. Welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. Today, we are on episode 71, and we're talking about how to charge for your services. This is probably one of the number one questions that I get with anyone that's looking to enter the design world or is looking to go off on their own or just curious. And everybody always wants to know, you know, how they charge. And I've noticed that there are three main ways to do that. So we will go over those today. I'm going to go ahead and set our space by lighting our candle. I'm going to pull a card. So connecting with that fire energy that I love. Just lighting a beautiful candle from Mithras, of course, beeswax. Um, so we're going to set the intention of connection, communication, creativity that fire has. And then we're going to pull a card. I think I'll pull a tarot card today. I always pull the crystal cards with um, guests because it's always fun to pull a crystal card. But let's see what we have with tarot cards. Alrighty, and I'm going to pull the cards right side up. So if it comes in upside down, I'm turning that around. Oh, we have the hermit. And we know that the hermit is all about solitude. It's about going within. And you know what I'm really feeling today with the hermit and with our subject of pricing is to really tap in to yourself and go with the type of pricing that you feel the most aligned with. You know, it's, it's nice to know what other people are doing, but really ask yourself, does this feel good? Um, does this make sense for me right now? And tap into that space when you're making your decision. And maybe you, you create something new, maybe you do it in a totally different way. And that's cool too. So just kind of listen to that inner voice guiding you. Alrighty. So yes, there are three main ways that I have seen interior designers price out their services. I've done a couple of them and a combination of them. I'm going to be talking on my personal experience. Everyone does things differently. So I encourage you to ask other designers, but I have asked probably a good handful, right? I want to say a dozen or so 
of designers and how they charge for their services. So the first thing um, is probably the most obvious and that is the hourly way. And basically that's having a client pay you for the hours that you are doing interior design. So with that, you're going to have to decide what your hourly fee is. And that varies as well. As a new designer, you might be looking at, I'd say anywhere from $85.95 to $125 an hour. But again, trust your intuition, maybe um, see what, what feels good for you. And when you're first starting out, you know, it might be on the lower end. And then your next job, you charge 10 bucks more or $15 more until you get to a pretty good space. And with hourly, you can do it where you're just doing consultation and you're not purchasing anything, or you can do hourly plus procurement or purchasing. And what I like to do, cause you don't want to just say, oh, just I'll just charge you hourly. And then you rack up all the numbers or all the hours. And that's when the clients get really feeling out of control and they do not want to go there. And a lot of them might push back on that. So I typically will give them an estimate. I'll say, you know, based on your needs, the scope of the project, it's going to be about 10 to 12 hours or 10 to 15 hours. And that gives them at least a good idea of what they're looking at to spend so that they're not completely in the dark. And so if I gave an estimate of 10 hours, I typically would retain a, a retainer of 50% down. So I would find out how much five hours is and then that would be in my um, my program for retaining their interior design service. And then as they use those hours, I invoice them, I apply the retainer, and then once the retainer depletes or it's low, I will let them know, hey, you've got you know an hour left or a couple hours left and we are now gonna need either another retainer or um, we'll bill you hourly from that every week or two weeks, whatever you decide on. I was working on 20 hour um, minimums. So you can decide, you know, how many hours you want as a minimum to start if you need that. Otherwise you can be a little bit more flexible and then you can also charge for procurement. And that means that you're purchasing everything. So that's going to pay for your time to purchase product, to file any claims. If anything comes in damage, um, to receive product and to set up deliveries. So all of that's going to be included in your procurement fee, which can be anywhere from 10% to 20%, 30, 40, kind of just depends on what you're wanting to do. And some people will give their designer discount or at least a portion of it so that the client isn't paying more than say uh, retail when you're purchasing. So there is that as well. Yeah. And your hourly fee is going to pay for concept design, your drafting, your sourcing, home visits, um, and home visits during construction too. So I like to be there during construction so that you be, you can be the eye for what's going on because so many things do go wrong, even though you have drawings and things in place, you will need to be there in person if you're doing a remodel, especially. The next sort of way that you can charge is a flat rate. And I kind of see this as being a second tier, just because once you get to a place where you've been doing this for a while, you, you get faster and you become more proficient and you don't take as long to do something. So you don't want to be penalized for being faster and more efficient. So then people will then step into the second tier of flat rate. So now it's just the design costs based on the scope of the project and not hourly, because once you get to a certain place, 
not going to take you 10 hours to source, you know, a certain thing. It's going to take you maybe one or two and you want to still get paid for your design. You want to get paid for your, your skills and your creativeness. And you don't want to get dinged because now you're faster. You don't get paid for that time. So that's a way to kind of combat that. And then you would also charge for, you know, procurement, charging for the ordering process, charging for making claims and all of that. And that's a percentage on your cost of goods. And then, and with flat rate, I typically see that I'll do flat rate, especially when I'm doing a commercial job, uh, where I'm designing a restaurant or a bar, that kind of thing. Usually they want to have a flat rate fee so that they're not worried about hours. So you just really need to make sure that when you do a flat rate, you're doing a pretty good estimate. You should be in a place where you know how long something is going to take. And then you make sure that you put a buffer in there at least 20% because you know, something always goes wrong. You need to add a little bit more time. So you want to make sure that you're covered in case that were to happen. Your last way that I've seen people do, and I've only seen one designer do this for residential work, and that's by the square foot. So a lot of times you'll get square foot pricing on a commercial job, hospitality job, not so much in residential, but I have seen a designer do it. So I wanted to make sure that you knew that was available. So it's based on the square feet that you are designing and they'll come up with a fee and that's how you get your number. And it, it kind of acts as a as a, um, a flat rate, but it's based on the square footage. And then there are some designers as well that will require a minimum on purchases. So it might be like a, you know, $25,000 minimum of purchase on furnishings per room, uh, maybe less than that. And that helps with being able to um, source products that are going to be higher end, ones that look beautiful, that have a higher quality to them, that are more designer. So it's really about niching in and getting that client. And if you're just starting out, you may be intimidated by purchasing product, but when you do purchase product, you are making money. And a lot of designers make the most money from furnishings and window treatments and that kind of thing. So you really might want to think about, you know, being someone that offers purchasing in your design structure because you do make money on it and you can make it in a way where the client is still paying under retail and you're still making a profit. So there are ways to maneuver that in order to, um, to make, to make a profit because that's what it's all about, right? We're here to, to have a business that we believe in, that we love, and that we can also live off of, um, which is very, which is so huge. There you go. Those are kind of the three ways that you can charge for your services. We've got an hourly rate. We've got a flat rate, which is based on your hours, giving an estimate, um, figuring out your flat rate by an estimate on how much time something's going to take and putting a buffer in. And then the last one is by the square foot. I would love to know how you guys are charging and where you're at. And for me personally, I am kind of in a transition space from hourly to flat rate. All of my new clients are flat rate. Um, if I'm in transition with them or they're coming out of another job or there's some little quirks in there, I might do an hourly fee, but for the most part, everything has gone to flat rate and you know, things change. Um, everyone evolves. So, I'll let you know if that changes on my end, but I'm always looking at different ways to charge and what makes the most sense for both the client and for myself, because I really like things to be super clean and clear when it comes to billing. Alrighty, send me a message. Let me know how you're charging. And if this was useful, 
you have any questions, you know, I'm always available on Instagram, direct message or email, whatever is comfortable for you. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris, for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.